Mmm, check out this new bacon smokehouse burger. Oh, how does it taste? Mmm, like sweet and savory bacon onion sauce from down south. Like grandma's crispy applewood smoked bacon. And like the smoky aroma of a backyard barbecue. So it tastes like back home, huh? Home sweet savory home. But I got mine at McDonald's. The new Bacon Smokehouse Burger. It's the newest flavor of the signature-crafted recipes by McDonald's. Unexpected flavors from a familiar place. And participating McDonald's. Love Talk Radio. Good evening. This is your good friend, the very esteemed and well-traveled Clarence Copernicus Cloverleaf. Welcoming you to another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. Hosted by the host with the most, Jimmy Falcon. You can always feel free to call in at 602-753-1883 to ask a question to the host or any of his well-established guests. Just please remember when calling in to be on your best behavior. This is a G-rated show, you know. Hey, that was a wicked rhyme. Anywho, just be sure to be kind and courteous. Now... On to the main event! Another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. I am the host of the most, Jimmy Falcon. Hoping everybody is having a phenomenal, splendid day. But on to the action, on to the main event. As Clarence Cloverleaf says, we have our special guest with us, Jessica Von Medicus. And I feel like when I say her last name, I should go, Jessica Von Medicus. Ah, ah, ah. What's going on, Sicko? Hey, Jimmy. Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's looking like it's going to rain here uh, in Mattoon, and uh, I guess I can't complain about that. We can always use it for the corn. How are things out your yeah. way? Sounds good. We could use some of that rain right now. Where I'm out here in California where everything is on fire, so if you could send us some of that rain, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to send you some of the corn, too, because uh, I could trade some corn for, like, Grauman's Chinese Theater, that would be cool. Just playing it right in my backyard. <laughs> but uh, I guess starting off, you're from my area, which doesn't happen very much on this show, but uh, what, what were your aspirations uh, growing up as a little girl in Charleston, Illinois? Oh, man. Um, well, I've been drawing since I was a, since I could draw. Um, my mom has uh, my a whole tub of drawings from when I was like four or five, and I would draw other people I knew. Um, so I always wanted to do something with drawing or art in some way. Um, and sitting down in front of the TV as a little kid, I never imagined... I could do animation or draw cartoons like, like I saw on TV, but, um, so yeah, I 
I drew a lot as a kid, and originally I thought I would be an architect or something more uh, uh, straightforward. Um, but then when I got into high school, um, I I was a video game nerd, and I played video games, and I found out that you could go to school for animation and video games, and that's how I found the college I went to. And so that's kind of how I ended up where I am, at, am today. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. And, of course, uh, that brought you, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, through the way, of course, that brought you to Nickelodeon. How did that come up? That had to be surreal just finding out you were going to get to work with them. Yeah, so um, about seven years ago, I had just graduated college, so 2011. Um, I went to school um, at Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida, and um, studied computer animation there. And I was looking for a job, just graduated, kind of didn't expect to get anything right away, but I applied to Nickelodeon's lighting position, lighting artist, and they called me up, interviewed me. I totally did not expect to get the job, and a week later, they called me and told me the good news, so I called up my mom and told her she'd have to come help me move to L.A., and the rest is history. Now I'm here. And just some of the shows that you shared with me that you got to work on, I know that you're, we're not the same age per se, but you're, we're in the same brackets. I'm only 29, so we're in the same era, so yeah. today. Uh, and, you know, you got to work on Hey Arnold, Jungle Movie. Did you ever watch, uh, like myself, the original series uh, when you were younger? Of course. I'm actually, I'm only a year younger than you. I'm 28. Um, so, yeah, I... I grew up watching Hey Arnold, all of the originals. Uh, when Nickelodeon told us they were bringing it back, I was so excited. Um, yeah, I grew up, you know, when I was five or six years old watching Rugrats. Um, I remember sitting on the floor in the living room with an old, um, like, CRT uh, TV from, like, the 80s or 90s, just watching Rugrats and uh, Hey Arnold and All Real Monsters, all those. Uh, and I loved them so much. So when I got the chance to work on um, the Hey Arnold movie, that was really cool. Uh, and being able to integrate some of the CG work that I actually do uh, into the the movie was really cool. So. Yeah, I know for, for so long that movie was like, it was missed for some time. I know even... Geez, back in 2013, I talked to uh, Craig Bartlett, the founder, creator of Hey Arnold, and he was kind of still up oh, yeah. there if it was even going to get made. So I think yeah. that, uh, you know, when projects are, you know, it takes them so long to get greenlit, where they're on, uh, you know, desks and, and offices and stuff for so long, sometimes they just fall by the wayside. So it's good that Jungle Movie got out and was able to, you know, get made and bring all of us back into theaters to see something that's never going to, you know, we're never going to get tired of PS118 and, uh, you know, Arnold and Helga's relationship, so to say. So I think it's still, uh, it's still, it still works in 2018. Yeah, definitely. I think Nickelodeon hopped on the nostalgia train uh, at the right time, which was, was really good. I think, you know, I know Craig had the idea for a long time, but you kind of have to wait for the right moment um, for something like that to really be successful. 
And uh, I think that was, I think it worked out. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. My dogs were barking. I'm like fumbling through the mute button. No worries. Um, yeah, but I just think it's pretty cool. I mean, even some of the other cast members I've talked to over the years saw it. You know, they're like, don't ask me about Jungle Movie. I don't know what's going on with Jungle Movie. But, uh, you know, <laughs> just getting, getting with that, I think it's, uh, you know, it is awesome that, it, that it, it finally was made. Yeah, we finally get to meet uh, Arnold's parents and find out the backstory. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up. And uh, another show I wanted to ask you about uh, has been a, a staple of Nickelodeon for uh, many years, and that's SpongeBob SquarePants. What was it like working on uh, on a hilarious and uh, well-established show like SpongeBob? Um, so I, I've gotten to work on SpongeBob um, in a few different capacities. Uh, one I uh, was able to announce recently, I was a hand model for the My Leg episode, which was pretty cool. Um, the creators have really unique ideas, and they're just they're so ingenious with keeping the show alive and fresh, even you know after all these years, it's still hilarious. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's just it's really cool getting to work with them. They're all really cool guys. Um, and uh, yeah, so working with them one on one. Um, the direction's really great, and just the silly ideas they have for the live-action pieces that uh, get interplayed throughout the episodes. Um, I actually didn't work directly on the show. I worked for um, a team at Nickelodeon that supplemented and helped uh, all the shows at Nickelodeon, so we um, we would take on tasks for SpongeBob that did the main animation team didn't quite have the skill sets for. Um, so my my director and I, we would do um, the set, the lighting setups and the live action setups, and we would film, um, for instance, in the My Leg episode, I'm cutting a fish. Uh, so we set all that up and recorded it, and then he put it in the episode. Um, and then for other uh, parts of the episodes, we would sometimes do uh, visual effects that uh, didn't couldn't be drawn, um, and there's even a, an episode that hasn't been announced yet where there's CG integration um, that I got to take part in. So, um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't quite get to work. You know, I worked alongside, and I knew all the people that worked on the show, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a blast. It's hilarious. Yeah, that... That's funny you said the, the My Leg episode, because just that My Leg quote has been kind of a part of SpongeBob over the years. Yeah, since the beginning. My Leg! It's pretty good. <laughs> and, of course, I wanted to, uh, you know, get into what you're doing now with having your own photography business. That's something I've always liked doing on the side is taking pictures of a, a neat tree or something alongside the road. So what made you mm-hmm. say, you know, something you did for fun and turn it into a business. Yeah. So, um, that's actually something I've been, uh, doing for a long time. Um, in high school, uh, we had, we you know, you need senior pictures every year for, uh, for high school for your senior year. And, um, 
I got into photography uh, during art class and then just really fell in love with it. I love capturing people's emotions and um, different lighting scenarios. And so um, my senior year of high school, I did around, I think, six of my friends' senior photos. Um, and then in college, I bought myself a real um, DSLR camera. Um, it wasn't anything too fancy. It was probably one of the cheapest ones. But um, I had fun just being able to look at the world through a lens. Um, and it really helped my CG career because knowing uh, depth of field and f-stop and knowing how um, a lens captures the light and how it interacts with uh, the real world really helps creating fictional worlds and making sure they look real. So, um, yeah, it kind of just happened naturally. I have always done photography over the years, and then um, it really paired well with my lighting artist career uh, because uh, for Nickelodeon and for animation, um, you know, I would add the light to, to CG scenes and being able to study real-life lighting scenarios through the lens gave me a lot of knowledge and insight to, like I said, to create uh, CG worlds more realistically. And um, from there, my husband also loves photography, and uh, at the time, he was looking for um, a source of income that was more pleasing to him. Um, he was walking dogs and kind of uh, doing side gigs at the time, so he sat down and he told me, he was like, I really want to start a photography business. I know you have a lot of knowledge and, you know, this is something I, I want to do. I want to capture memories for people. And so uh, 2014, I think we made that decision and it took us about a year to really uh, start going. And in 2015, we, I think we officially announced that we would uh, that we're beginning Von Medica's photography, and it's kind of been history from there. It's been a long road, and it's definitely not easy, but um, it's been fun building a business uh, with him and uh, just watching our growth. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure. You know, I mean, uh, starting a business is, I'm sure it's nothing easy. I mean, uh, just kind of like, I guess, kind of, I can say starting a radio show isn't that easy, but over time, uh, you know, you you have your gigs and takes with stuff, but it seems like, you know, you get, a, you get yourself on a sneak track and you just have to get over the hurdles. Definitely, definitely. And having someone there to help me has been really great. Um, having the two of us together uh, has been really great. And um, I definitely, I love, I love taking photos and more than anything, I love capturing love that sounds so cheesy but um just seeing two people together and being able to make someone feel so amazing through a photo just the reactions and the self-esteem boost that people get from having beautiful pictures taken of themselves is just something I love giving people so I've just really fallen fallen in love with that so that's awesome yeah getting back to your point uh 
I'm sure, you know, working in animation these days, of course, it's nothing like uh, back in the 40s, like when Fantasia came out or even moving up. They're, the scenes are so much more realistic, and I'm sure having, uh, you know, a photography background as well as capturing the images, you know, basically of what you want to mimic can give you a better swimline version of what you're trying to create. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said before, just being able to know how um, the camera captures the images um, in the first place really gives you an ability to break down each aspect um, and uh, create things in the computer uh, easier. So, um, yeah, being able to, you know, know how something's supposed to look when it's at a certain um camera focal length, uh, knowing, you know, naturally looking off in the distance, if like a mountain would be blurry or would it be in focus, um, would there be atmosphere, that kind of thing. Um, there's so many aspects to it, but, uh, yeah, being able to just go outside and really study real life and have a reason to go outside, um, is really helpful. I mean, uh, 2D artists, you know, people who draw and paint, uh, or animate, um, or, or paint backgrounds, you know, they go outside and paint uh, their surroundings so they know how to apply that to their regular jobs day to day. And for me, photography is that. So, yeah. That is very awesome. And as far as the future goes, I always like to ask people about the future. Ooh, the future. <laughs> uh, what do you think uh, the future holds for you? Um, so that's a scary question for me right now. Um, I It is sometimes. <laughs> it really is right now, and that's okay. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, I am definitely, you know, the future is in my hands, and I know that. Um, but right now, I kind of don't know what the future holds. I do know I want to continue working in the CG industry. Um, I've been – I'm currently on the lookout, so uh, – uh, I was laid off from Nickelodeon about four months ago, and um, due to budget cuts, nothing, nothing personal. Um, but you know, I would love to go back uh, if they'd have me. I'd love to move on somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, we'll really see. I'm, I'm, I've been reaching out and uh, connecting with my network just to try to figure out what the next step is. But. In the meantime, I've been shooting weddings uh, for photography and um, boosting up um, portfolio for photography and, and portfolio for the CG, uh, VFX, and animation world. So right now I don't have an answer for that, but I have a plan. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, maybe I should learn to mold it a little differently. Like what, would, what are your hopes and aspirations down the line? <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that would make it work uh, better. Yeah. Ultimately, I right now, um, you know, a lot of people when they go into the animation industry, they have a goal. They're like, when they first start off, their end goal is like, oh, I want to end up at Pixar, or my ultimate goal is Disney, or I want to work on a blockbuster film, or something like that. And right now, I think my goal is just to get into some companies where I can fully um, become the artist I want to be. And that is, I want to know and be able to create believable worlds 
whether they're realistic or animated. Um, I really just want to become a better artist and uh, create beautiful visuals for audiences all over the world. Um, so I don't have a specific uh, company or you know movie I want to work on right now. I you know I would love to do it all, uh, but ultimately, yeah, I just want to. My aspiration is to um, be a part of something that is uh, admired and and just something that's beautiful and great. So that's my current aspiration. See, that's a good answer because then if you're like, well, in five years I want to be the president, and you don't, you're not really letting yourself or anybody down. <laughs> that's I guess it's true. good that's to keep true. your your future options open because you know you never know what what's going to happen. Definitely. I mean, seven years ago when I was applying for jobs after college, I did not think I would end up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So um, I I really did not think I would end up at Nickelodeon. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of have to keep it open and it something will happen if it's meant to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so very much for, for joining me. I'm glad. I'm glad when something seems like it takes years that I finally get it done. It seems like I've accomplished something in my life. So thank you for for giving me the time. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad I could finally uh, have a chat with you. And best of luck in your future. I think it's going to be bright. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Oh, no problem. Have a great night. All right. You too. Take care. (laughs) You too. Bye-bye. All righty, big thanks once again to Jessica Von Medicus. If you guys just happen to join the show, maybe you joined it 10 minutes ago, 5 minutes ago, 8 minutes ago, don't be sad because you can always go back in about 15 minutes and download the actual archive of the episode. You can put it on your phone, put it on your MP3 player, put it wherever you want, just as long as you can listen to it. I don't mean literally put it wherever you want. You know what I mean. You guys know. You know. In the words of Bruce Pritchard, you know. But uh, looks like we're going to be back August 23rd with uh, actress John Mack returning to the show. John, she has uh, done some great works, uh, including Soft Six, Playing for Keith with Gerard Butler, uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and Fire Twister. August 24th, we have Murabili Collector, host of True Crimes Podcast, and owner of the True Crime Auction House, Andrew Dodge. She's going to be appearing at Dark History Con 2018, September 4th, Season 5, Episode 10 of The Hollywood Connection on the Cloverleaf Radio Productions Network at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, with my dear friends Ariana Cherry and Josh Annis at the original Night News Radio. September 8th, we welcome Victory Born Cosplay. She's going to be awaiting Cloverleaf Radio of her appearance at this year's Dark History Con. Of course, for all of you who want to know about Dark History Con, it's November 16th, 17th, and 18th. Write it down on your calendars. 2018 at the Garden Hotel in Urbana, Illinois. You guys are going to enjoy it. More information can be found at dhhcon.com or by searching Dark History and Horror Con on Facebook. All right, everyone, we will see you on the 23rd. Big thanks again to Stickabon Medicus and to all of you guys, as always. Thank you for listening. Have a great night.
Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From 2 to 5 p.m., double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy Hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time and only between 2 and 5 p.m. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction, visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well-qualified buyers can get 0.9% APR on the 2018 Honda Pilot, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. You've just entered car buying bliss. Visit your Central Illinois Honda dealers today. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded majors from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information.